right, Buzz Buzz, ladies and gentlemen, we are back for another episode of Blake's Buzz. And this week, we've got the hottest comic noir writer in, in the game right now. Uh, you guys may have heard about the comic A Good Asian. Well, we've got the writer in the house. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. We've got Pornsec Pichette Shout. He's here. He's ready to nerd out. He's going to talk to us about his amazing comic. And I am, as you can tell, very excited. Sir, how you doing tonight? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I was telling you I didn't get a lot of sleep last night, so I'm a little sluggish. But aside from that, I'm doing fine. Yeah, are you are you are you up late partying, or are you up late trying to keep you, up with deadlines? What's you know what? I, I it it it's the saddest answer to that is I I had too much caffeine. Uh, <laughs> not not from like coffee, but from like Coke, from Coca Cola. I just had too many Coca Colas like that night, and then I couldn't sleep the whole night. So it's the <laughs> most boring answer in the world. See, I, okay, so I drink espresso most of the okay. time. I, I bought. Okay forever ago on craigslist i got this okay. sweet like high dollar espresso setup for yeah. not much money and okay. so i have a really nice coffee bar but i i'm like a mutant i can drink like a, <laughs> i'll drink like two or four shots like and i'll be like oh i'm gonna stay up late and read dude i get comfy i'm like i'm like yeah. i'm like what is wrong i get out like in college i would uh uh like in grad school and stuff i'd buy like the five hour energy drinks and i'd be like All right, yeah. i'm gonna i gotta like read you know 75 pages for class tomorrow like we waited till the last minute to do this because you i do that for everything <laughs> i drink like the five hour energy drink i'd be like here we go and i'd stretch out <laughs> like oh my god i don't know I, what's wrong with me i'm terrified of those energy drinks i because <laughs> i tried to drink coffee and one of the because I, I like right when i was out of college I was just like, I, I wasn't getting any work done during the day. I was sluggish. I'm like, I've heard of this coffee. I will try this coffee that, that seems to get everybody working. And I would just do everything but work. I would like <laughs> clean the house. I would organize things. And then by the time I, you know, then finally hit this point of the day where I would work and I would just get so depressed and I would find out that's the coffee crash. And I'm like, this is horrible. Why do people do this? <laughs> like, I can't, I can't do my work. And then when I finally get enough energy, then I finally come down. I hate my work. So like, I I just can't do <laughs> I did. I just recently started doing a uh, green tea extract. Like the oh, pills. oh, oh, wow! The and uh, okay. like I do, like, like I've just found out I had high blood pressure because I'm old okay. now and I have all these stupid <laughs> right, health problems that. and it's bullshit. And like I'm that. like trying that. to do stuff differently. It's like I take a multivitamin now and I do, I drink a lot of coffee. So I was like, oh, green tea is like has all these like health benefits, but yeah. also like cranks you up and right. so i take like one of those in the morning and one like after my lunch break at work and okay. it like i have cut down on coffee crazy really and like it's not it, it's not like a jittery deal and okay. i don't feel like cracked out it's just like i'm just a little more awake throughout the day now i've just actually start well started i've just actually mentally committed to taking vitamins so we'll see how that goes. Like a friend of mine is supposed to text me a bunch of vitamins I was supposed to like get, and then we'll we'll see how long I keep it up. All I know is that they drastically reduce hangover. Like, oh, <laughs> like okay. yeah, I mean, like if you if you take your multivitamin uh, and and chug. I learned this. I worked in a bar for seven years. Like I was okay. a bouncer, and nice. uh, so like you know, I, you, we you, we always kept Pedialyte at work too because okay. Pedialyte's like. They say Gatorade, but Pedialyte's the magic elixir, right? Okay. And it, but uh, yeah, take a multivitamin before bed, uh, mm -hmm. chug some water, take a couple like uh, Advil, ibuprofen, whatever you got. 
like you're not gonna wake up perfect <laughs> but you'll, <laughs> you'll wake up way better than if you didn't do those things so yeah That's like I, I feel like if if multivitamins help that then they <laughs> should like make other parts of your life better. right right <laughs> so yeah anyways uh, I know everybody tuned in tonight to talk about multivitamins and coffee, but um, you, you are, your, your career the last couple of years has been really intriguing. Um, first of all, you were one of the first comic pros to like ever follow me on Twitter. Uh, I was, I was like going crazy about Infidel and how much Aww. I loved it and recommending it. And, and you like followed me and I was like, I was like, whoa, like a, a writer <laughs> followed me. And so, and like, and for some reason you, you, you've kept following me for the last yeah. couple of years. I haven't chased you away yet, I guess. But uh, <laughs> uh, so you, you drop infidel and that was so good, dude. Like Thanks, man. the, just the whole notion of like hate is so destructive and, and, and toxic in it. And it, it possesses your life. It really does. Like if you, if you cling on to that hatred, it, it changes you. Right. Yeah. And you took that to this other level and made it like metastasize into, into spirits and demons. And, and then, and the art, it was so good and creepy. Yeah. And, and it, it just, a lot of horror, like in the genre, like it plays with your emotions, but it very rarely, in my experience, it doesn't like teach you a lesson mm-hmm. necessarily. Mm-hmm. And infidel very much teaches you a lesson okay. that it's like, it, you know, like you need to be careful of how you treat people, you know, mm-hmm. As, mm-hmm. especially treat people that are different than you. Um, and, and, and how that can, you know, taint and, 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 and vilify you when you go down those dark roads. So you did that. And then, and then everybody, I mean, you were like, you were on that NPR list and like right, on yeah. all these top comic lists and everybody was like, infidel, infidel. it was everywhere. It blew up. And that was so cool. And then, um, you know, I kind of waited when that kind of, I was like, all right, like what's the next book? What's the next book? But then you, you were in the writing room for cloak yeah. and dagger, right? Yeah. 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 So you were just, TV you, work. Yeah. You were like, you're like, yeah, comics are cool. I'm going to go work on Marvel TV shows. Cause I'm a badass. <laughs> and then you did that. And, and I mean, I wish it would have went on longer, but those, I thought yeah. that show was cool. I enjoyed it. I love that, that was, show. that was my first experience with cloak and dagger. Like I didn't really know oh, cool. who they were. I mean, oh, I knew cool. who they were, but I didn't, I wasn't familiar with their comics. Right, right, right. And so like that, you know, like I was like, oh, this is awesome. Um, And then and then so you do TV for a little bit. And then, you know, uh, this year you drop the good Asian at a, a gnarly time. Right. Cause I mean, we know how comics yeah. work. These things take a while. Yeah. And so you, you, you had this written and you were working on it before the craziness in the news and all this stuff that, that happened with the virus and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Before all this other sort of anti-Asian sort of, you know, hate crimes had sort of happened. Like it was something that'd been in the works for a while. And I had known it was going to be my next project after infidel. And uh, you know, even when at the time when I was doing interviews or, you know, when my exit interview, interviews for infidel and and all that you know i was like hinting at this is the project um but uh, the tv stuff kind of like took up a lot of that bandwidth and so i couldn't get a chance to sort of work on it so but i had been like slowly researching slowly sort of working on it and and it was weird honestly it was really weird to just have the book come out while all this stuff because you know the the book was announced the third week of february and at that point it was like you know two or three weeks after the lunar new year which is when a bunch of old elderly people were getting sort of mugged for their lunar new year money and so that was on top of the escalating rise in sort of anti-asian hate crime or anti-asian hate crimes and so you know and that was when sort of social media was just going nuts about it and i think that week national news it was like the first 
you know, the first hit of national news had just sort of started covering it. And and the book launched at exact, exactly that week. And so it was really weird. And I honestly didn't know how to talk about it. You know, mm-hmm. it was one of those things that like, I obviously didn't write it to talk about this. It's obviously related. And I found myself in this weird place of like, I didn't want to see, I didn't want to, I didn't want to feel like, and I didn't want to exploit real things that were happening to like sell a book. But on the other hand, not talking about it wasn't an option either, because that's kind of part of the problem. And so around that time it happens, and I really like very grateful that when you do these interviews, none of them ever like run in the order in which you like you do them. But like, as I'm doing those interviews, like I'm kind of losing my mind. I'm kind of trying to figure out how the hell do I talk about this and feeling very conflicted of like, you know, if I'm too happy, if I'm if I'm too upbeat, am I selling them? Am I, am I making light of what's happening? But if I'm like, but it, but if I'm too grave, am I just you know, am I just being a bummer and nobody just wants to you know, wants to hear that from like a, a good comic book, you know, a, you know, you know, comic book website or, or all that kind of stuff. So so I you know, it took a while for me to really figure out how to talk about it, and it wasn't sort of intentional, and and it was a weird thing, like both Infidel and the Good Asian, you know. There were books that were started long in advance. They kind of came out during times that and where they ended up being timely. And I, I don't really know what to say about that or what, or what that means or, or any lessons to draw from that. I mean, the closest I've come to is that most of the times when I write a book, it's about something that I, I feel like I, A, feel like I really want to talk about. Infidel, for me, when I started writing Infidel, it was like there's a conversation about race that wasn't happening in this country. And to me, the impetus of it was, you know, uh, you know, when I first had that idea for the book, it was, you know, we had just elected a black president. And so we had licked the problem of racism. But meanwhile, Islamophobia was like spiking through the roof and no one was really connecting those conversations. And so that's where Infidel came from, to have this conversation about race that I didn't think that, you know, we were having. And then, you know, when the book came out, we were very much in the middle of having, I mean, we still are in the middle of having that conversation, but we really started it, you know, in 2018 or around then. And the only way I can kind of put two and two together of just like why it's not just like complete coincidence. And it probably is. It really just might be complete coincidence. But for me, it's okay. I need, you know, it's something that I feel like needs to be talked about, but I also have to justify it to myself that there's an audience there for it. You know, that there's like a commercial audience that could sit by there, that buys that stuff. And so for me, it was just like, okay, for Infidel, it was, you know, well, horror does well, you know, and so I can put it under this horror thing. But also too, like I had watched things like the Fast and the Furious franchise where they had a cast of, you know, of, of multiple, multi-ethnic sort of people and they never really addressed their multi-ethnicity and so I thought like well having a horror story where we I had a multi-ethnic cast where we actually talked about that and say it feels like there's it might not be fast and furious numbers but it feels like there's an audience there for for, for that stuff and and so that's what led me to sort of do the book and and Again, it might be pure coincidence, but the only thing I can figure is that like, you know, for the good Asian, it was, you know, there was so much about Asian American history we weren't talking about, but at the same time you had stuff like the farewell, you had stuff like crazy rich Asians, you had stuff where it seems like there was an audience for talking about like Asian specific stuff. And what I wanted to talk about was Asian American history because that didn't. So I know I, that's the only way I can explain sort of the timing for it because it does, it, there was no way I could predict it. Anything that happened, it was just, you know, it was in the only thing I predicted was these are things I wanted to talk about that it didn't feel like people were talking about. At the same time, my more like right side of my brain had to rationalize that there was an audience in comics that were willing to pay money enough to kind of like float the boat on something like this. Did it ever feel like heavy? Because I mean, you're I, I, I'm not I don't know how old you are, but I mean, like you to to like 
when when stuff like this comes out right and, and yeah. these things these things are in the news and and pe- people are going to hear about these narratives yeah. right it's, especially yeah. when when you're when you're moving issues like like yeah, these yeah. mini series have, have done for you um and you know like did it ever get like kind of intense where like people are looking at you like for answers like you're like like well what's like are like are you gonna fit like how do we fix it you know or something and, and you're like i'm just telling a story like i i just i feel like that could like i don't know like that would kind of like terror like it would be like this mixture of like honor and terror yeah you know? yeah no i i know what you mean i know what you mean i mean i've been lucky in the sense that no one's no i i set the bar low enough that no one comes to me like <laughs> looking for answers uh looking for answers for anything but i but i also feel like too that um maybe it'd be like because i couch all my stuff in genre work i don't think people are you know you know, art, there's something about doing it in genre work that is a little bit of a shield in, in that sense. It's a little bit of a protected space where, and, and again, I think too, for the good Asian, it's 1930s. And so, you know, one of the things I've noticed in the reviews is it's up to the reader how much of this is still going on in, in mm. a certain sense. Like certain reviewers saying like, this was the 1930s and it's too bad some of this is happening. And, and when I'm writing about it, like I am writing, you know, a lot of the stuff that we're talking about there is very much, uh, t- for me anyway, where the questions where I feel that I as an Asian American am, am asking today. So to me, I'm not using the 1930s, but, but the choice of the period gives the audience the option of being like, wow, things were bad there. These are the questions they had back then. Where for me, I'm not writing it that way. I'm writing it. These are the questions that I have now and and they're still applicable back then. So I think that helps me a little bit in terms of people just being like, but that said though, I'm constantly terrified. I'm constantly terrified that like, you know, because you just don't want to put the bad... you don't want to put something that you're not proud to say sort of out in the world. And so there's a lot of vetting that goes on in terms of like me looking, I, you know, I have friends that I go to if I'm, you know, talking about a specific subject where I feel like I'm a little over my skis and I ask mm. them for their, for, you know, opinion of like that. I've got a great editor to kind of keep me in check for all that kind of stuff. And, and for Infidel, I had a great editor, you know, and, and a lot of the stuff, the books that I do, because I get asked a lot, like you were an editor, why do you need an editor? And and for me, the way I like to work is I like to have someone to have that conversation with to just a lot of stuff I do, you know, is political and it is very easy to get kind of stuck in your tunnel vision of stuff. And so to have someone there, and being and then both both of my editors have done this at different points of being like ah, I don't think you're taking a wide enough view on this and so that 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 helps me that that helps me as I'm sort of doing all this stuff and and then yeah and and I know and we'll see how that conversation like I mean to me I think part of people for the good Asian at least people people are still enjoying the ride thank God and 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 I think it'll be less people uh, saying you know what is the answer that we're looking for from you and more if I don't if I don't stick the landing on the ending it's more just kind of like oh we were expecting more from you for, for you for doing that <laughs> stuff so we'll see we'll see like you know it, the the story is still untold what so we're at issue seven just came out well came out a few weeks ago issue yes. eight comes out the twelfth and the then 12th. you you're you said. In one of the back the back matters, you said around the last few issues, you said you were about at the midpoint. Um, yeah, yeah. What's your issue count? Like, what are you? Uh, it's it's going to be ten issues. So, 10? okay. So yeah, so we're we're kind of in the 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 home stretch right now. Uh, the way I look at it, if you look at it under three act structure, like issue eight kind of starts our third act. Okay. I am really impressed with. So I am usually not one to 
nerd out on back matter okay. i like i want cool. I'm, I'm just bad like i want to no right? i get it um, i get it but i really uh am am intrigued by the back matter in every issue of good asian thank you thank um, you they're First, I mean, it's also like a really nice flex. Like you definitely put the work in for, for research, <laughs> right? Like you, yeah. you, you have so many details. Uh, there's so many elements that like you thought about for this, for this noir narrative that, that is spinning out of the, of the, of the, one of the first travel bands, right. That, that has yeah. affected uh, how America is today in regards yeah. to like, you know, protecting our borders and whatnot. Yeah. I, okay. So like I, I'm an MFA dropout, right. I, okay. I, I, I got a BA, I went to grad school and okay. life shit happened and I, and I, I, I fell out of it. And like, so it's crazy what we don't learn in school. Right, yeah. Um, like yeah. The, the Tulsa race massacre. I didn't know yeah. about that till I watched yeah. Watchmen on HBO. Same. I didn't Same. know anything about that. Same. Um, the, you know, when 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 Trump did the, the travel ban and, and everyone yeah. was freaking out. And I was like, I was like, what? I've, I've never I've, I've never heard of this before. And then yeah. I was when I was reading The Good Asian and I was reading your back matter and I was like, whoa, this happened in the 30s. And like, yeah. And, and just the. The, the internment of like yeah. of, of children too and the, the interview questions like yeah i started thinking when i was reading that like right i'm, I'm like thinking about the house that i live in right and i'm like i don't know like i started thinking about like one of the bedrooms and i was like wait are those like are those two windows or one yeah. window like yeah. what and then I'm like, well, do they count as two or would they count right. as one? And I'm like, I'm like, oh my God, if someone was asking me these questions and, and I, I'm an, I'm an immigrant in a new country yeah. and like, and these, the, you know, like, and I'm powerless and in and, and this weird, uh, in the, in this like horrible, you know, place, like a, like borderline prison cell, like, yeah. uh, with, you know, cots stacked on top of each other yeah. and everybody just cram. I'm like. I couldn't tell you shit about my house, man. And I like, right. so I like that just like tripped me out. And I was like, it, it's just, it's crazy. And then, so like, after that, I was like, I was like, oh man, like that's one of uh, you've gotten me to like really appreciate this back matter. And I love these essays at the end. I love that you keep doing that. Uh, Thank and, you, and that's, I hope you do that. Like in your future comic projects or anything like Keep, do that all the time. I, like, I, yeah, I, I definitely want to try. I definitely want to try. I mean, it's I love that stuff too. You know, I remember like when Brubaker does it, when Bendis does it. Like I remember, you know, James Robinson doing it for Starman and like talking about all like the old pop culture memorabilia that you know, you know, it's all that. So I love all that stuff. I love that sort of extra. I miss the days where you know back when there were letter. And I'll be honest, I wasn't great about reading the letter columns. Like you know, so <laughs> a lot of times I would just jump to like I would read the ones usually that the creator was was responding. And yeah. more often than not, I'd like you know jump to their responses. And sometimes I'd circle back and read the actual letters that like inspire them and all that. But I loved the I loved waking up and reading a comic or ending the day reading a comic. And then you had like two or three pages to kind of like fill out the sort of that meal. And and nowadays it's kind of like it's just 20 pages of comics and like some of them, you know, you feel like you've just got started some of the, you know, like some of them are too, and, and, and it's kind of like, Oh, now I don't know how many comics to read in the morning or how many comics to <laughs> sort of read at night because I don't, I've kind of missed that balance. So I love that experience. I love the fact of getting through the narrative and having a little, little bonus extra to kind of sort of chew on. And, and I definitely want to like, you know, I definitely taking my cue up from, from Brubaker who kind of does it too, where he has got a bunch of exclusive stuff where you know where where you only get if 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 you read the comic and and again and thank you because like i 
you know, the goal is sort of like the, my biggest fear about the back matter is that it feels like homework. Like sometimes when I read the back matter for the other things, it feels like homework and I never want the reader to feel that way. So, so I'm really grateful that like you're into that stuff and, and, you know, and, and, and anyway, everyone who is into that stuff is into that stuff because like, it is something I kind of want to put there and have there for people to sort of, if you care about this stuff, here's some, some more mm-hmm. information, but, uh, but yeah, but I, you know, I don't want it to be that thing. Cause again, and I know this because like I've been at that place where I'm just like, Oh God, I got to read these three text pages before I get to the next issue, but like, I don't want to like skip them. But then if I leave them all to the end, then I'm like, I'm reading like a, a small book and, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I, so I'm glad you brought up Brubaker because they, okay. so I, I'm not the most, like, I don't know everything there is to know about noir huh. fiction. Right. Yeah. Um, all I know is that in, in comics anyway, like Brubaker kind of defined that. Right. Yeah. And he's, yeah he has set the bar and he set yes. it high and, yes. and he's, he's found his niche. Right. And he's, yeah. he's good at it. He excels. Yeah. I, I loved his captain America run, but yeah, like, yeah. I'm sorry, but like criminal, like, uh, yeah. and then like, uh, and then like pulp and the, the new reckless yeah. stuff. The like, reckless I mean, books are fantastic. They're, they're crazy. Uh, yeah. and I, I love his, I, I really hope they stay. I love the original graphic novel format. I just yeah. think it's, I think it's cool. I'll, I, yeah. I have no problem paying a few extra bucks for a tiny 100%. hardcover. Uh, yeah. they're, so, but anyways, um, I, and I've said this, I've said that if, if, if someone wants to like file through my tweets, like I said this, like your noir graphic, narrative is just as good as what he's putting out man i really do appreciate it and i i I am not trying to like overly kiss your ass it is (laughs) phenomenal uh and it and just like um just like infidel it does more than what the genre typically allows like you have this you know with your back matter in the issues you're you're teaching us history that a lot Mm -hmm. of us had no idea about you know um but it also the uh the the relationships and, and the interactions and uh just like eddie's like when he has to lie like that guilt of when he lies yeah. to people and how like yeah. he doesn't know how to like he's not allowed to be himself technically yeah. you know because yeah. he has to like the whole the whole deal of like when his when his mom tells him yeah. to like act like act like these white people mimic yeah. these white people yeah befriend them so you can survive like and it's just like you know we we get all this all this um rich there's there's like a richness in culture mm-hmm. and that that split of like how he's not really allowed to embrace it is yeah. so intense especially in today you know or in today's world where yes there are a, 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 a ton of issues that that yeah. society needs to work on but there have been baby steps to betterment right yeah. like it, yeah. it's not all terrible all the time and and a lot of people are excited, excited to embrace new cultures and, and learn yeah. about stuff and to, to like take that away from, you know, like it, yeah, yeah, it yeah. just makes him so much more intense and, yeah. and like fierce kind of, um, he's a buddy, but I also like, you know, he also like very much feels like, you know, and he's got these, the, the love, the love twist. I don't, I want to, <laughs> I want to like talk about everything, but just, <laughs> just in case, like no one has like read this yet, like, uh, you know, like pick up the trade and, and and like do it uh but when he when he tells uh uh when he uh oh, i'm so bad with names the the daughter the uh victoria yeah when he tells victoria yeah. he's like i'll always believe you i yeah. was like oh dude like <laughs> i was like i always feel weird when i get like teary-eyed reading uh-huh. comics because i'm yeah. like i'm like this isn't supposed to make me feel like that. <laughs> 
thank you, but, man. But I yeah, I mean, that. like that was such a good line, and that whole revelation between them and yeah. and their their past. Like yeah. you have so many genius layers in this narrative, you. and thank you think you. you know where things are going. And, and you, you give us a little bit and still like play games with your audience, right? You, you don't yeah. give us everything. How difficult is that? And I feel like that's like a necessity for like great noir fiction, right? Cause you, you got to tease us. You got to yeah. make it, you know, we, we are part of the narrative. We're trying to solve the mystery too, but you, you can't let us yet. Right. Like we have yeah. to get to the end. It has to be, you, you know, you don't, we can't, you don't want us like in the second issue to be like, Oh, I know who did it. Right. Yeah. You know? How hard, like when you're, it, when, when you're, when you're storyboarding, when you're structuring, like, like how, like tell me your secrets. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, I mean, it is something I stress out about a lot because like, I, the other thing too is like doing this under under you know in a serialized fashion where where you have the internet where like it's one thing to do a mystery where you where the audience is there and you're the, the audience is in place for two hours and they don't have a chance to like ask their friends or make theories or something right so but when they do have the chance to do that then you kind of have to the it's a little bit of like you got to give them a little bit but then if you give them sort of too much well then it'll be all over the internet and then it, and, and everyone has sort of solved it well uh, the thing that i found that i'm really grateful for and and i think this is something that comes from the digital age is that like i, I kind of you know because of people like yourself and and and, and twitter in general i kind of know who my audience is and my audience tends to be sort of very literate they read a lot of books like you like like a look at you like your back wall like you read <laughs> a lot of books you know all this sort of stuff and so one of the things and, and this was something that uh, I tested out a little bit. It, it, we, it started at Infidel and then I, I started leaning into more is that if I can give them the shape of a beginning part of a story, if I can give the, if I can introduce them to a story that they know, I don't have to work too hard to tell the rest of that story. They, my audience is literate enough, like I know what story he's telling. And then I can kind of swerve and kind of be like, no, no, I'm actually telling this sort of story. Mm. And I think early on, I was like a little like, and I still kind of am paranoid of like when people read this, are they like, oh, wow is he you know just barely like he's just barely doing that like like should i you know tell that story a little bit further does it feel too much like you know is it too much of a knee jerk going from sort of one section to the other and and one of the things i found at least for the comics audience at least the guys buying it like yourself like reading it issue by issue like that's the right pace like if i give you a little you guys know what story i'm trying to tell i don't need to spend time telling more of that story space spent telling more of that story and then i can kind of move on to to to, to something else and that's you you know, that's one of the things that I've uh, that that, you know, it's writing it, but also like really like seeing what works for my audience. It's just like, OK, that's really cool. Like and I again, I don't know if regular guy in the street, you know, who doesn't go to a comic book shop or finds this, they might be just kind of like, whoa, this moves at like 800 miles an hour. Like, but like my comic book audience, the readers, comic book readers, that's a really smart, very literate audience. And so they've seen sort of, you know, a, a, a lot of this, a lot of the stuff that happens. I, like, you know, uh, in Infidel, uh, you know, this is a spoiler, I guess, but it's a, it's a three-year-old book. So hopefully, you know, <laughs> people have read it. But like, you know, I think when I introduced Leslie, we had seen the story of the, you know the conservative mom who doesn't approve of you know uh the person of color or, or the person of a different you know and we uh, coming into the family we'd seen that so all i needed to do was hint that that was where one character needs to suggest that that's who that person was 
and the readers thought that's what the story I was going to tell. And so, but I knew I was telling a different story. But the the thing is, is because the readers knew knew that story. And I think early when it came on, like there were definitely people who was like, oh, it's another story where like a white person is a problem and da 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 da. da. <laughs> and 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 so they were they they did get off put off guard by the by that twist sort of in 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 by the second second issue. And you know, so I play a, a lot. Or I. I Part of it comes from being an editor. I play around a lot. I, I'm, I love cataloging. I love remembering sort of story shapes. And I play around a lot with story shapes and I kind of try to subvert things within there. So that's a, that's a little bit of how I, I, I try to play with it. Do you have like a, a detective catching the serial killer board like somewhere in your house with like yarn tied to <laughs> note cards? I, I have the, the digital equivalent of that. I have an Excel spreadsheet where basically every ball I throw up in the air, I list like on my Excel spreadsheet. So that way I know, and it's like color coded and all this kind of stuff. So I know like, okay, I threw this ball up here. I've got to catch, I, you know, I, the series can't end unless I catch it, okay. you know, and I'm still very terrified. I, there's something I've, I've, I've forgotten to catch. <laughs> hey, you wouldn't be the first one to, to leave a plot thread <laughs> open in a comic. Believe yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like I, I, I love comics. I love the medium, but I mean, no one's, no one's perfect right like it yeah, yeah. there's always I, I feel like there's always like you, you read a run and then you're like yeah and, and and you know like you're chasing the carrot right so like as yeah. long as you get to the carrot at the end but every yeah. now and then you're like what happened right. what there's there was this person right this yeah, they yeah. did something they're like yeah we don't worry about that yeah, yeah, yeah. we're not doing that anymore no, yeah. you got the carrot like buy the hardcover <laughs> shut up you got the carrot right right right, right. <laughs> but yeah I, I always wondered so i am um i i, I come from a writing background and mm-hmm. and i just submitted my first pitch to a horror anthology nice. it was like super exciting and terrifying cool. and now now i get to like wait right and, yeah, I, and yeah. I've, I've submitted like short stories to publications in the past but i haven't written other anything other than reviews and stuff in a okay. while okay. so like this was like a big deal and i That's <laughs> so awesome. like so like now i forgot like i forgot that like intense deal of like even with like literature and poetry because it like sometimes takes three to six months to yeah. hear back if they take it or not you know yeah or like yeah. But when i'm old enough where we used to like have to send real oh, yeah. submissions through the mail with like a yeah, yeah. self-addressed stamped envelope and get those rejection letters back in the mail right yeah. uh and so like and I've, I've like forgotten that and i like check my email and i'm like you're not right. gonna hear back yet like yeah. it's not it's too soon but um it, it it as a as a as another writer and it just uh and as as interesting as like detective fiction and noir fiction is like that those multiple threads and like building the mystery uh and like you know knowing what what happens because you're the creator right and but then like stringing us along uh like and and making it read well and flow well with structure it's wildly like interesting to me and and i don't like my brain can't figure it out you know like i <laughs> i i don't think I, I, I as much as i love noir I, I don't know that i could ever do it right like it's it's very it's very intense and and the preciseness of which you structure the scenes and the story beats and and how you lay out these little these little breadcrumbs that we pick up, right? Like uh, it's, it's fucking gnarly, dude. Like, thank, thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Yeah, no, it's it's tough. And I, I listen. I'm glad that the mystery is working for for you. I still feel like I read something like Brew Baker. I read something like a bunch of these other guys. I'm like, ah, oh, God. Like I, you know, I there there are times when I look at the good Asians, like, yeah, these are some things I can tell. It's my first mystery. Like if Brew Baker <laughs> was doing this, he would have done this a lot cleaner. But um, so I appreciate I appreciate every everything everything that you're saying. Um, you know, and so. I, yeah, I, I, 
one of the things I find is, you know, the other thing that helps a lot for this book was I work really far in advance. And so, you know, Alex has definitely got like a sixth draft from a script because I've realized like, oh, <laughs> in this issue, I've got to like, we do this now. And I didn't think we we're going to do this. So let's set it up. And thank God I'm five scripts ahead. So I can like circle back <laughs> because if I was, if we were to the deadline, like I couldn't sort of do this. And so like, you can kind of sort of see things in that way. So I have a, and part of the way it work is that like, I have a general plan of what everything is, but you want to leave yourself room for discoveries on the page. And mm. so for me, I might discover something like, ooh, this is, feels much better on the page, but then it might invalidate something that happens earlier or later and all that. And I have to sort of track all those things and just, and that's why, you know, the, the, the saving grace for this book, and it's probably the only way I can do this book is by working sort of far ahead so that like, you know, if I have sort of, if I have to call an audible, you know, at some point I can kind of like move it around a little bit. Well, I can safely say that I have not every revelation I've come across. Like yeah. there was there. It, it's what's funny is when you, you've actually made me like guess something. And uh, then like, I take that. I'm like, no, nah, that's not happening. And then two <laughs> issues later, you're like, Oh, that, that is, <laughs> They are fucking right. Like, it was like for a little bit, I was like, like what? No, like no, nah, they're not. And it was like, well, they are. So like, again, trying to be careful not to spoil stuff. No, yeah, yeah, but yeah. you know, like, like so, you've actually like you play really intricate games with your audience, which I think is what makes this so so fun fun to read and then like you know it's 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 interesting too because it, it's like fun it's it's fun to read and then you hit the back matter and like and and, and then it becomes real right it cool. like that's cool. one of another element of like how you structure things which i mean of course like the back matter comes at the end like it's not yeah. like you're gonna like stick that in the middle <laughs> like you know right, or, right, right. Where you're like oh there's a gunfight what is this essay <laughs> you know like but it it makes it so much more real and, and then it kind of hits you harder at at the end right yeah. and and it and then and now you're including like letters from fans which is just yeah. like I don't know, man. It's like you're you're building this little noir community of of readers, um, and it's cool. It's it's so cool, and and everybody's everybody I know is reading this book, oh, um, cool. and That's and awesome. everybody loves it. Everybody's excited about it. Yeah. I have a theory that when Jen Bartel does a cover, you're like you're already like ahead of the game. <laughs> and, and she she did your issue three cover, which yeah. was, but but no, you've had amazing variants. Yeah, and I Thanks, love man. that you are using your platform. I don't know how much control you have over it, or if you have all the control over it. But the we, you and Image are using this platform to highlight. Uh, Asian artists yeah. and giving them yeah, yeah. giving them a cover a cover's a big deal like yeah. interior art's wonderful man but I mean like when you get a cover like that's what you see on the shelf and, yeah. and you're highlighting a new artist with every issue like I just I I just love the I love the culture and the the pride and the the action and the emotion it's a, it's a wealth of of feelings and and it's just such a cool book and it's not like anything out there right now oh, man. man thank you thank you i really appreciate that i mean like you know i it, we do have you know image is great and they give us all the control to like choose the variant artists that that, that we want and, and honestly there's just so much talent out there there's so much talent out there so like you know it, it was tough whittling it down to just 10 covers i wish i had i wish i had more yeah. you know because there's so many like, there's so many people 
Uh, you know, like, you know, Cliff Chang was working on Catwoman's exclusive DC. I would have loved the cover from Cliff, you know, uh, Peach Momoko, uh, Peach Momoko, Jay Lee, Yuku Shimizu, like all these sort of pe- people that, 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 that I wanted. So, you know, so, it's so you really have the one comic that Peach has not done a variant for. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> no, trust me, I know. Trust me, I know. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, I could have got it. And a lot of times for me, too, it's just I just don't think to add because like when we were doing it, I thought Peach was on a Marvel exclusive, but oh. like she's done all these covers. I was like, I did. Ah, I, I would have asked that if I, if I, I just didn't ask because I thought she was in a Marvel exclusive. Yeah, I think she's even done else. like she's even done like Kickstarter stuff now. Yeah, I think like no, there, I was just there's like, no I, place in 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 sequential graphic narrative the world that you can't look and find. I know, I know. I was totally kicking myself. And <laughs> so many, so many things that sort of happened that way where I just didn't think to ask the question because I was like, well, clearly like, yeah, I don't know what a Marvel exclusive means if you can do covers for everybody else. But apparently she's under that Marvel exclusive. And I feel like, ah, I should not, I wish I had a Peach Momoko cover. But that said though, I'm so happy with all the covers that we do have. And I'm also really proud that we were able to like, you know, spotlight some artists that like people don't know about. Like, mm-hmm. you know, a wonky who did the cover for issue Four, which is like one of my favorite covers and song who did the cover for issue seven the variant cover for issue seven and he's from thailand and so like it's his both of those is their first comic book covers and so like being able to you know issue the cover for issue nine is by olivier Taduk, who's french french vietnamese artist and it'll be his first uh comic you know direct market comic in, in the american market so like being i love having the chance to like work with these people whose stuff I adore, like Sana Takeda and Annie Wu, but then also, you know, give a platform to people that nobody knows anything about. So it's super fun. I really dug how you interviewed your artist in one of the early issues. And Uh, that interview, that to like, for everything about this comic, you know, about like uh, revelations and, and things aren't what they seem, right? Yeah. And to like interview your artist about, how he found his own ethnicity and like didn't crazy. know about it. Well, I was crazy. like, what? <laughs> like, it's, it's nuts. crazy. Yeah, it's a crazy story. And and we talk, me and Alex talk about a lot about like the timing for this book. And and the book was timed so well just for us. Like, you know, it, you know, t- Alex talks about it all the time. Like it, the book came at the perfect time for him as he's like going through the stuff about his identity and his heritage and his, and his roots. So like, you know, it, 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 yeah. So it's been kind of like magical sort of in that sense. But I also too, like the thing I love about comics is that like, you know, you know, I don't, I always, I say this, like, I don't have a lick of musical talent. So, but like, it's the closest thing I feel like being in a band feels like. Mm. And so everyone gets a, you know, we all jive, but, and we're all hopefully, and the way I try to make my creative teams, it's all people that I want to hang out with. I want to get around for dinner. I want us to be like, you know, drinking and, and eating until like, till, till all, till all hours. And so for me, so it's important to build that crew that way. But then I also like this opportunity to like, cause I think it's part of the access I think people want in comics of just like, I want people to kind of know who, you know, who else, who the book that they're getting. So I want them to get to know Alex. I want them to get to know Grant, you know, and, and a lot of the other people, the Daves and the Wills, like they have a sort of a big body of work, but like, but, but like the people who are sort of less, less traveled, you know, in who, who have less than a hundred comics under their belt, you know, um, I, you know, I, I, I do want the, the audience to get to know them. Speaking of people with less than a hundred comics under their belt, yeah. Uh, which you fall under that category. Yeah. I mean, as as we talked about earlier, like you you had these two 
really heavy books and and you know regardless of when you planned for them to come out or when you wrote, wrote them and as opposed to like when they came out and and how they've reacted with the public mm -hmm. right um you know there's there's that terrible fucking side of the internet right that's yeah. like i got uh, i want comics from the 90s and, right. and i want bigger tits and less politics right. But also, like, don't let the girls talk. I just, right, yeah. you know, like, and it's just, it just makes no goddamn sense. Yeah. But like, you are um, ne never once, even even with like your essays in in the Good Asian, does it ever feel like like you're beating us over the head with something, uh -huh. right? Um, it's it's very natural, it's very organic, and like I I reference your comics when people are like. Because everybody always wants to talk about cat punching a Nazi, right? Because it's iconic. Right. It's that it, that image yeah. will be around forever. Um, or like you know the the X Men and like yeah. that's all, that's all they're about is like we are different. Like let us live in your world right, and right. be different. Let us be who we yeah. are. And it's like there are always going to be uh, you know like the personal is the political. Like yeah, 100%. you can't you can't escape that. 100%. There's always going to be politics and art, whether it's yep. it's visual or or, or prose or, or a mixture of the two. And yep. I always refer to people like you, like read these comics and tell me, like tell me that that politics needs to be out of literature. Tell me that, <laughs> tell me that like the escapism isn't like what you want, you know, like <laughs> and and it's and it's it's so cool, like how you do that and and how like. You know, like I'm like, like you said earlier, you know, like, it's like, oh, another comic where the white guy's a problem, <laughs> right. but like, but you're not ostracizing your, your white readers. Yeah. You're, you're not, you're not ostracizing anybody, you know, like you're, oh, you're you. just showing us like, you're like opening this door to a hallway that we never walked down before. Um, and, and making us think differently about, about racism, about, about border control about you know and it's and it's really it's it's crazy how like you do and like i said it's just it's organic it like fits with the plot but but you you know and then it reverberates later like when you close cool. the book and you're like that was cool but then like and you know unfortunately like we, the dumpster fire world <laughs> that we live in you know like you you're like oh i'm in a good mood and then you turn on the news and everybody's right. dying and the world's on fire <laughs> Now there's a, I just, just today, there's a, there's another, France just got another COVID variant. Yeah, like I know, I saw that. You just can't like escape this shit, you know? And, yeah. and anyway, but like, fuck that. But like, you know, like it's, you're just, you're, you're very like, you, you have found a way to do that. Uh, just like uh, with, uh, with uh, uh, Superman versus the clans with, uh, with Jin Yang, like yeah. uh, uh, that, that was phenomenal. And that was crazy too. Cause I mean, you know, I never thought I'm I'm 36. I mm -hmm. never thought I'd see Nazis patrolling the the streets in America with, yeah. with swastika flags and and right, right. everybody's armed to the teeth. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I, didn't, I, I never I never thought we would see that, dude. Like, I mean, I know we like I know you can like walk down the street and find a gun, like because they're just everywhere. But yeah, like, yeah. I I never thought we would see that, right? And then and then I read uh, and then I read you know the uh, Superman versus the Clan. And, yeah. and even then even that you know like it was that was a great uh yeah, and, and that did, that didn't feel heavy-handed at all you know that that felt organic and natural and and terrifyingly mimicked like what was going on in the world uh brew baker's pulp you know yep. uh that was another deal like oh like i've never seen nazis march the street in right. america but that pulp addresses that there was yep active Nazi party fundraisers yep. and stuff. And everybody knew yep. about it. And I was like, oh, like, it's just, like I said, that I have spent 
so much money and I owe so much money for my degrees. I didn't know any of this shit. Like what do they teach us? What what are they doing? And, and so, yeah, um, it's, it's very rare that like you can, when you learn, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I don't want to say like comics can't teach us. Cause that's, mm-hmm. I don't believe that at all. Like they right. definitely can, we can learn so much. It's just, it's just kind of rare, especially with like what you're doing and, with the good Asian and like this, this like hidden history. Um, and, and also like celebrating this culture that like deserves to exist. Right. And, and we can't hide it. Um, I just lose the internet. Uh, oh, oh yeah, yeah, here we go. We're back. We're back. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Yeah, but, yeah. But so yeah, it's like you you celebrate this this hidden culture, and yeah. and I just think that's uh, that's so and 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 to like wrap that in the in the noir container, like of, of all the of all the genres, right? Like yeah, uh, like like horror like, with infidel. Like I I could I that made sense. And, right. 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 And and. and and it's not that like it's not like you do, it's not like nonsense with the good right, Asian. Right. You don't expect it. You don't. Yeah. You don't expect all these all these like meta narrative. Right. Uh, like a blooming onion. I hate this narrative, or I hate this metaphor. But I always come back to it. Like <laughs> layers of a blooming onion. You know. Right. It's like right. you you pick parts off, and it's delicious, and there's another <laughs> yeah. layer, and that's right. delicious too, and then there's another layer. But anyway, I don't know. So it's just it's very cool, and like it's just I mean this is your se- your second major comic, like yeah, and you're just like, okay. So all right, with the success of Infidel. Um, and, and I, I kind of like, you know, I was following you online and, and uh-huh. you, you seem to be pretty fucking blown away. Like when everybody started talking about it, you were like, what's yeah. happening? Oh yeah, you know? no, definitely. Like we definitely. all, we all, you dream of that, right? Like you like, you yeah. want to write the big hit, but then, yeah. but then it happens and you're like, holy shit, I did it. Yeah. Yeah. Did you were like, you know, piggybacking off that success, like with the good Asian, were, were you like. Were you like, yeah, you're like, were, were you, were you like feeling it? You're like, this is going to be like, we got a, ba- we got a banger here, ladies and gentlemen. I, like, so I, I, you know, you just never know how people are going to respond, you know? And like, it's been three years since like Infidel. It was a completely different genre. You know, Infidel was a story. I mean, I've had good Asian in me for a while, but Infidel I had in me like for twice that amount of time. And so, so like, you just don't, you just don't know, you know? So like, I, I had no I had no idea like you know it, 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 I'll go on podcasts it's funny I was on uh, 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 uh they call us Bruce where uh with with Jeff Yang and uh and Phil Yu and they're friends and so they're like hey you want to come on the podcast I'm like absolutely and 30 seconds before as I'm clocking is like I don't actually know if they like the book like I hope they like, <laughs> I hope they're not calling me on here so like but they're friends like if they hated it they'd tell me first like they wouldn't just like come on and be like what are you doing with your life so like <laughs> but like every book you just don't know you know and i think the other thing too is that like you know i, I came from comics i had a career as an editor i came from you know that i was a tv exec i have a lot of catching up to do i feel like in in terms of like putting stuff out there so there's all this stuff that i want to do and so like you know but and so as a result like everything is new everything is a new challenge everything's a new risk that comes with the challenge the other thing too is that like you know i literally doubled down with the good asian it's twice as long as infidel was and so like i didn't know if the sales was going to ju- sort of justify that like the great thing about infidel is we got in we got out you know we um I-, I didn't know if we could do that with the good asian so like so it all was sort of it all was sort of scary like i i knew coming off of infidel i knew i, I earned a little bit of a benefit of of, of a doubt uh at the same time though and i would have been probably maybe i would have felt the way you you described if it was another five issue mini but it was a 10 issue series and so like 
you know, did I earn enough to, did I earn twice as much as I needed? Like when I got, <laughs> like, you know, like it's such weird math. So I know I was, I, I've been sort of grateful. And super, and the other thing too, is that like, you know, like Will's my, ed- Will Dennis is my editor and, and, you know, he's worked on a ton of crime books. So he's seen a lot of crime books, like not like crime is not like an ironclad like genre that if you do something in crime, like it'll, it'll sell like gangbusters, right? It's not like one of those genres. Like in, in that sense, horror is a little bit more of a commercial genre than mm-hmm. crime like even I, I talked to ed about this and ed's just like for whatever it is for crime books you just got to work a little harder promoting them you, you know that ed's had to do that for all his books you know everyone loves his stuff now but for a while no one was paying attention to criminal no one was you know attention paying attention to the fade out it wasn't until like kill or be killed where everyone's just like oh he's got like a monster hit on his hands and mm-hmm. then everyone started flocking over to him so like you know comics you know comics the comics audience seems to be a little warmer or approach a little more enthusiastic sort of like the the more heightened genre sci-fi fantasy horror and, and all that kind of stuff so crime isn't sort of a slam dunk and and no one has ever said like you know what it'll take to make this thing sell more asian american history that's the secret <laughs> ingredient to between making this a monster hit so like <laughs> you put those two things together and it wasn't necessarily like you know commercial gold but it did feel like something like it felt like there was an audience there for it and and the thing that i'm super grateful of is that every day you know whether it's online or, or at conventions i'm constantly sort of blown away that the audience is bigger than I think it's going to be, you know, and, and, and I'm really, really grateful for that. You know, I'm really, you know, it, it, you know, the whole team just puts everything they have into the book. And so like the, the fact that people are picking up on that and embracing it, that, that really means a lot. Yeah. Um, I, I, that's, that's funny. You mentioned that. So when, uh, I mean, obviously like we, we cons just kind of started, yeah. happening again and, and a, a lot of people are still like eh. yeah and i'm one of them yeah, I'm just like, <laughs> yeah oh, i was, I was gonna ask like have you have you have you done anything like i haven't done any cons i've done some signings uh okay. I, I i did a signing at Go- comics experience over in san francisco and the oakland asian cultural center sort of had an event there and and that was for me it was like you know vaccines were you know we were during that time where there, it was october so vaccines before omicron and it felt like you know uh, you know i think my other friends were doing conventions but i was like I think I can do like a store signing, you know, and, and I, and, and you know, it helped that it was in San Francisco, which at, the, at that point was a city with the best numbers, mm. you know, sort of around, but I, it, it was, it's definitely a slow roll sort of back to me. I, I don't know when I'll come back to conventions. I miss them. I miss the hell out of them, but I don't know. It, it, I don't know what's going to take before I feel super comfortable with it. Yeah. I'm, I, I, I would be super nervous. Um, I, I know. And cause I'm, I was kind of bummed uh, the, the last Kansas City con. They, mm. well, most people bailed, but like okay. uh, a lot of the creators bailed. But uh, I was kind of, you know, this was like my first con where like I could have gone like as Blake's Buzz and maybe gotten press right, right. and like, you know, yeah. the, the podcast and the blog and like yeah, do yeah, stuff. Yeah. And so I really thought about it. And then I was like, you know, I was kind of scared. I was like, no. Yeah. But then, I mean, dude, like people like took pictures at the event center and stuff. And, like no one was there and like all these guests canceled. And it was just like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's weird that like people are still trying to, to push it. Like, just like now, like I get that like movie theaters are hurting, but like, it's like all these, they're like only in theaters and it's like, fuck you buddy. Like (laughs) I'll wait to rent it. Sorry. Yeah. Like yeah. I just because like theaters have always been kind of gross, man. There's like there's always <laughs> leftover popcorn sitting around, or right. someone forgets to like grab a cup, and like yeah. you know I I see trash like that, and it's like a petri dish, right? It's like like what's on there? 
like what right. like what what kind of like mutant was like chewing on that <laughs> and like sipping on that and like how many diseases do they have <laughs> like and so you like think about shit like that now and uh, it was funny i was talking to uh dave hazan the, the writer okay. of nottingham and okay. you know nottingham has blown up and like yeah, everybody's obsessed with it and he's like he's like i want to go to cons and i can't <laughs> he's like i want because i was like man like everyone loves it and it's like uh you know when you got a hot book you know like that oh, yeah. rock star feeling like i can't imagine what that would be like to like go like thousands of people like oh yeah like we love this like sign this we're obsessed with your book and like none of you guys get to experience yeah, that right no, now it sucks it's sucks. i for me it's just even like you know i like throwing book launch parties and because when i throw a book launch party it's just like i don't really throw parties anymore so like and that's all it, like i yeah book launch I, I remember i threw it at a store and they were just like it's a friday you know we're probably not gonna get a lot of people it's like no 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 they, you don't understand like I, this isn't a book signing this is a party i'm throwing, <laughs> my friends we're just gonna have a party we're just using your walls to have a party and that's that's all we're doing so like i miss that i you know i miss all of that and and, and you're 100 right like you know when you have like a book like ours where you know you know we're we're not we're not doing scott snyder numbers we're not doing batman numbers but the people who love our book really love the book and and a con is a great place to be to meet those people and talk to them and and really get a chance to like know who is reading your stuff. Mm. You know, it's it's a great experience and it, it's a bummer not to be able to do that. And I, I, again, I'd I'd love to go to a con. Um, I just don't know when I'll feel comfortable with it. Yeah, I, I, same. Like I'm just not. I'm just not in a hurry. Like, yeah. I mean, I, I pretty much like I go to the grocery store. I'm lucky enough. I get to work from home. Right. That's like right. the best thing that's happened with yeah. COVID is my company <laughs> figured out that we can all work from home. Uh, nice, and like, nice. and it's amazing. Like if they ever make us go back, it's gonna be so hard <laughs> to like, yeah, yeah. to like have to like get up and get ready. And like, right, right. you know, like, like I wear, I, I wear like a t-shirt and gym shorts yeah. all the time now. Like, even though it's like yeah. winter, but like the house is heated. So like, right. I'm like, I just like, I, you know, like, I can't wear pajamas every day. <laughs> Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. get fucked. You like let me do this for two years. What do you need me back in the office for? Um, so it's it's like this totally different world now. And then and you know I I lucked out too because I I got bored and and um I I started podcasting and doing the blog and stuff and like I, I mean none of that would have happened if like I was if if things were regular right yeah. like I don't I don't know if if Blake's buzz would ever happen. I don't know if this conversation would ever happen. It, it's, and it's crazy as like, as a, as someone who was in an MFA program and they would like bring, you know, hot riders in and like right. do like the dinners and stuff. And I missed out on a lot of that. Cause I worked in a bar. And so like, I had mm. to work the weekends to like pay right. my bills. And, and so like, I didn't get like a lot of the networking that sure, like a lot sure. of, a lot of the other students did. And then like, now, like I've done this all myself and I've, I've met more or met, you know, like yeah. interacted with more writers and artists than like I ever got from all that money I paid for an yeah. MFA program. Yeah. <laughs> and so like, you know, I, I always feel bad when everybody like, is it gets like the quarantine blues because it's like you know i'm i'm like whoa i i kind of <laughs> yeah. like this i i mean so, like there, my I life it, changed <laughs> yeah i get it man for some for some of us it really worked out really well and let's it, it, you know it, there's pluses and minuses and there's, there's give and a take but i get it man i totally do what is what is quarantine done like for you for like you in regards of like being a writer and a creative like a lot of us are solitary beings anyway, right? Yeah. Like, you know, it's, it's kind of, you know, most writers is, I mean, we're all, we're usually interesting. Like the conversations are good. Right. But yeah, it's not like every writer is like out partying every weekend anyway. Right. 
And so yeah. does it, has it helped you or has like, you know, like has like keep forced you to like stay in your house, like made you like I mean, expand your storytelling maybe? I, you know, it's interesting. I, I don't like, I used to joke that it is sad how little global pandemic changed my life, my lifestyle, <laughs> you know, like I, you really should have changed it more. Um, but uh, you know, the thing that, the thing that, I mean, I, I, it does feel like there's a little bit more focus that sort of happens, you know, or, or that, that I've got more things on my plate or maybe just doing it a little bit longer. I know how to juggle them a little bit more. That definitely seems like something, like something. Um, the other thing I want to say too, is that, you know, but on the flip side for me, a lot of where I get, you know, my inspiration and my juice and like the stuff that makes it into my work are the conversations I have with people in bars at tables over dinner and all that kind of stuff. Like there is, and I think this is the same, the case for all writers there, but there's definitely a, 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 an autobiographical piece in everything that I write. And it, it, it's always centered around a conversation that I'm having, or I want to have, or I've been having with the people around me. And so some, so much of the book is me channeling all those conversations and putting it kind of focusing them into sort of one point. So, you know, not being able to go out and see people, not being able to be surprised by conversations and to conversation topics, that's been challenging for me. Mm. And so, you know, and, and, and now the good news from that is like, you know, for something like the good agents serialized, so it's working for a big long time. And then I, then they'll balance some TV show work with that. And so then you're kind of a brain in service of somebody else. But like, when it comes to like new book, like I, you know, I, I want to be a real comic book writer. I think real comic book writers have like four books out a month. Like I do like one book every two or two years, apparently. And so like, and so I want to like pick that up, but like being able to have opinions about different things and like, you know, like the, the thing I'm trying right now is, I, is you know, I have two pitches for books that may or may not come out next year and we'll see. None of them might happen. One of them might happen or both of them might happen. And the challenge for me is like, ooh, do I know how to be interesting enough in two different topics simultaneously? Because, you know, you for the good Asian, it was this is everything I'm thinking right now at this moment. If it was everything I'm thinking about right now in this moment. And, and it took just like, it took me just saying like, this is the thing I care about right now. And to work on like two books simultaneously. And again, real comic book writers work on like four to six books simultaneously but to be like oh are there four to six different things that i care about that i can like kind of give my you know my all to and and that's the challenge and i'm and i'm in the process of trying to you know figure that out and see and see about that so there's there's a i've heard from a lot of people like there's a, a lot of, there's some people that like uh will take like failed pitches for television or movies uh-huh. and, and turn those into comics and then there's also like for a while, there was like people saying that, like, you know, most people like people are getting into comics to try and get into TV. Yeah. And like, cause I guess, I mean, I guess that's where I don't, I, I've heard that's where like the money is, um, which I mean, you, I mean, you can make money on both, but it seems yeah. like, it seems like, you know, we, we, if you have like a steady TV writing gig, like that, that's more lucrative. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. So, like, as someone who's like, you've got like a foot in both doors, kind of like, and I don't, I don't want to ask you to like pick a favorite, but also kind of want to ask you to pick a favorite. Like, I, the, I mean, you I, obviously enjoy both because you do. I, I do love, I do love both. I mean, I at this point, I do, I love television, and the, and the thing about television, I'm still learning TV. Like, I, you know, I start off as an editor in comics, so I have a lot of opinions on how comics are sort of put together. Mm. And so, you know, when I'm making a comic, I can kind of be like, you, you know, like I know the industry is doing this, but these two guys out in Montana are doing this and that's why we're going to do what they're doing and not do what everyone else in the industry is doing that's I, i've been around comics enough to feel the confidence to sort of make those d- decisions when i'm in television i'm still
still new to TV. So I'm absorbing. I'm not saying this is what every other show is doing. We're going to do this. Like I'm still learning. So it's a completely different relationship that, that, that I have with it. So because of that, the thing I love about comics is like comics. Well, comics is the girl that brought me to the dance. I'm always going to love comics, comics more, but also to like, I love the immediacy I have with my audience. I love the immediacy I have with like, you know, comics get made, you know? So like, you know, like I, and again, I, it's a little bit of privilege that I have here just off the success of the books, where it's just like, if I want to make a book, I will make the book. It's not going to sit somewhere. Like, I don't have to ask. I do have to ask permission because I there are publishers, you know, who want to write the book. But I'm lucky in the sense of after the success of the past couple, I I, I don't I'm not as in the position as I I would be in other media to ask mm-hmm. someone for permission to write. And to me, that is the thing that sort of drives me crazy about it's a, it's a to me it's an LA culture thing where with with TV writers and screenwriters where you get in this habit of waiting for someone to give you permission to write. And the thing I love about comics is that I don't have to ask for anyone permission to write. I just write. And I will let the audience decide if they want to talk about this or not. I think a lot for my books, you know, I mean, books have been optioned and blah, blah, blah. But like, I don't think that would have been the case if I started with that. Like, I think me talking directly to the audience and the audience responding is what led, you know, media people to be kind of like, oh, we want this because I don't think they actually wanted it. And they needed to be told that there was an audience for it. Mm. And it's a thing I love about comics is we get to be one to two steps ahead of the culture. We get to be because we're talking to a smaller group of people. And so we are a little bit of the canary in the coal mine that says there are people out here. There's an audience out here, you know, and I understand that you don't want to like risk millions of dollars to see if there's an audience, but that's why we can risk thousands of dollars to see if there's an audience. And then once we have an audience and once we show how passionate that audience is, then we can kind of convince the, you know, the people with bigger wallets to be like, all right, maybe we'll do something with this too. But it's one of the things I love about comics is that I do consider comics a front runner. And it's why I love comics. It it is at the forefront and it is at the cutting edge of culture. You know, there is a reason why Hollywood is spending all this sort of stuff to option comics, you know, more than anything else. It's because we get there first. And, and, and it's one of the things I love about, love about comics. And I absolutely love working in television. I have a lot to learn about in TV, but, but my heart will always kind of go to, to comics first. And you have a little more freedom in comics, absolutely. even, even working for a publisher. I mean, it's yeah. still like, I mean, there's less, uh, I don't know, I guess less red tape kind of to say, yeah, but I, I mean, yeah. you, you kind of just get to do what you want exactly. in, a, in a sense, you know, yeah, but- and image gives us, a, you know, image has got a great deal that gives a lot of freedom. You know, they give me the freedom to build the books, however I want to financially and creatively and, and all that. And so, and, and I'm lucky enough that I, I've worked enough sort of jobs to be able to like pick up the skills and kind of do those different things. Or, or if I don't know how to do them, I know how to bring someone on board who can do them. So like, so image has been a sort of a really great place for me to kind of you know to, to play and do all that stuff yeah they seem like uh, i mean they, they're they're especially lately with like the the negativity we've heard about certain publishers and like yeah the, i mean just in the last few months like uh you know hoarding hoarding copies of books and not releasing yeah. stuff and 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 not not relinquishing the rights even though like they're yeah. not doing, like it's just it's crazy and I, I love that like image has been around. Like, I mean, you know, they always say the big two, but it's kind of like the big four or five now. Right. And and image is one of those. And, and like, no one has ever really said, like, I've never heard anything, anyone like, release an image book and then come out later and be like i'm traumatized from this experience right, right, you know, right, like, yeah, yeah. i don't ever want to make a comic again i don't ever you know like i've <laughs> yeah. i've never i've never heard that from from anybody working with them which is cool it's, 
it's a great thing about image. It's a great thing about comics. It's just, it's a freedom to do, it's, it, it's a freedom to experiment. It's a freedom to take chances. And, 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 and part of that is just being a little bit more honest on the page of who you are and, and, and seeing if, if, if there's an audience for that. As so speaking of risk taking, and as, as <laughs> someone who has you, you do take narrative risks, um, <laughs> like, has anyone ever in with, with as as heavy and intense as like Infidel and, and Good Asian have been? Like, has has anyone like any of your editors or anybody been like, been like, hey, like you're like you, you've gone too far? Or like tried and then like because I, I, I like I have, did you fly too close to the sun ever? Did anyone have no, to reel really you back no in? So, I mean, there are, there are times in the good age when my editor is just like, let's have a conversation about this. Let's have a conversation with the right way to go. And a lot of it, and if that's a thing, and, I, and a part of it is I work with friends, you know, it is a conversation. And I'm like, well, this is what I'm thinking. And sometimes be like, ah, I, you know, I, I have a thing sometimes where sometimes the obvious answer is the right answer. Mm. And other times, you know, you want to be surprising. And so on this book, there was a case where my editor was kind of like, like, do we really want to do this? And I talked him through it. And it's like, no, you're right. Like, that's the way to do it. That's surprising. It's, it's aggressive in a way that people aren't used to being aggressive. People will be surprised. And then there's another, on another script, I, he, ta- he had this conversation with me and I was like, no, he's right. There's sometimes it's good to be obvious. Sometimes the obvious thing is what is obvious because the audience wants it. And so, and sometimes you're being, you're, you're, you're cutting your nose to spite your face by being too clever. But it's like, oh, you know, this thing that you wanted, I'm mm-hmm. not going to give it to you, you know? And, and so it's, it, 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 part of the game is figuring out when to turn left and when to turn right. And it's one of the reasons, I mean, Will's one of the best editors working. And so it's one of the reasons why I love working with him because we can have those conversations and I can have a conversation with like, this is why I think it's like this and and he can be like you're absolutely right i get it now i didn't get it before but after hearing you talk about it you're at right and i can have a conversation where i'm like you know you're totally right like i was being a little too clever i was being a little too too like let's do this the way let's do this the way it could because it's going to be more emotionally satisfying that way and we can have those kind of conversations that's cool that's i that's one of the magic elements i think of, of comic books is how yeah. like the which i guess you kind of get like in a writer room right for, yeah. for a tv show but um, just the, the, the collaborative effort, you know, yeah. between artist and letter and writer, or, and if the art is split up with like lines yeah. and colors and, and then, you know, just all the, all the love and attention that like yeah. this diverse group of people put into yeah. just one issue. And it's yeah. so cool. Like, and I, I think that's why, I think that's why I'm so drawn to it. And, and I, I still get irritated when like, Cause they, they still, it's not as bad, but there's still that debate of like, well, it's not real literature. It, it is <laughs> very much is it's, it's fucking yeah. literature. Like you yeah. can't, you can't skip around it. You know, it, it just, it is j- just like genre fiction is literature. Yeah. Um, which, which, you know, like there are people that'll say that, that that's not like, Oh, sci-fi is just, blah, blah. and it's yeah. like, no, it's, 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 it's words on a page and it's art and it has feeling and emotion. And like it, there's, it's literature yeah and, and but it's it's uh you don't get that collaborative effort like with with just prose you know yeah no, you or, don't. or even if you're just an artist and and you're you're painting something like yeah. that's and and i like that intimacy too of like yeah. of creating a short story or writing right. a novel um but again like there's this kind of magic of like working with other people yeah, on this 100%. on this baby and like, yeah. have you, is it ever, I guess, I mean, you don't seem like the person who's like, no, it's my way or the highway. Like <laughs> I can find, I'll find another letter. I'll find another art, you know, but like, is it ever, um, 
especially when I, I feel like your two comics are very close to you. Like there's a lot of, there's a lot of heart and, and like we've talked about culture and just like a lot of emotion. Is it, has it ever been difficult to like, like people weren't stealing what you were feeling or something, you know, like did, you know, was it ever I, a struggle? I, I, so I generally, you know, they, they talk about like, you know, for acting, like directing, directing actors, casting is, is 80% of the job. And, and it, it is the case here. Like if you find the right partners, it's 80% of the work. Now I have had parts where, you know, my collaborators might feel differently on certain things because like something like infidel infidel is very personal in the sense that it's how it's what I see when I look about, when I think about race in, in America sort of today. And so, it's a it's very sort of personal to me and like there were sort of a lot of conversations but and because i also think too that like there especially with political material there needs to be sort of a clarity if you're trying to serve you know i the calculus for me is i try to have my opinion be informed by as many different um sources as possible especially if i'm going to put that opinion in public and then i'm i have to be as honest as i can sort of to that opinion and where i think things go awry is when you try to editorialize that opinion because you're worried about how it's going to play here there in any of the sort of different ways and so what i try to do is i try to have my opinion be informed by as much as possible and then i try to be honest with what that that opinion is and and hopefully we end up on the right side of history with, with with all that and when you're doing it that way though you know and this was a case in infidel where there were calls where it's just like i totally get there's a different way of doing that that's just not how i see the world mm. and so we're going to do it this way because this is how this is what i believe to be true and and it is my you know, it is my right as writer to say, we are doing this because as writer, I believe this to be true. And I get what you're saying. I, my experience doesn't, doesn't track with that. So I have to sort of say this. And, and there's a little bit of that with like every book where I'm, I, there are, it's not my way or the highway. Part of the point is that it's a collaborative process. But um, as I, I believe as writer, I do have the right to say, I have to say what I believe is true. Mm -hmm. And and at the end of the day, I you can talk about all these different things in terms of technique and all that sort of stuff. But I but I can't come to that page and be dishonest. And so, so if someone says it's got to be that, well, hopefully if I've done my job right, it's not going to be a conversation where it's my way or the highway. It's going to be, I respect where you're coming from, but you're the writer and this is what, what, why we're going to, we're, we're going to do it. And I'll be like, totally get where you're coming from. I just don't believe that personally. So we're going to do it this way. And, and we're all adults. And again, we, we come to the team together with, with the idea that we are sort of all adults and we, we know how this works. And we can talk about these sort of, and we, there's enough overlap in what we believe that we can hang out in a room together and, and have a great time that we can kind of put a book together out there like that. And so, and I can say like, I totally get where you're coming from, but this is what I believe. And I have to be honest and say what I believe. I've always thought that that would be like the most terrifying part of making because I, I would I want to make comics, right? Like, yeah, that, that's the end game. The whole reason I do this is so I can like steal all your guys's ideas right, right, and right. write them down. But, um, you know, like <laughs> I've talked to like um, I've talked to writers about like that feeling of like when you get the pages in the email. Yeah. Right. And, and yeah. most of the time it's like you got you're blown away. Like, like yeah. oh, my God, like they made this thing out of like the script that I wrote yeah. and like the most terrifying thing to me is like, what if you like get that? And you're like, I don't like this at all. And I, I don't, I, your artists have been so talented. I don't, I don't see. But, 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 but here's the thing though, but here's a, that's where a good editor come, comes to play. Okay. That's where like, cause that's for me, what I do is cause I have tons of notes uh, cause I come from an editing background. So everything that comes in, I've got notes, I've got notes on notes on notes. 
And and Will is my saving grace. I send all my notes to Will, and I tell Will save me for myself. And he says that's <laughs> that's right, that's right. You're being a little picky here. That and and anytime he says I don't know about this, like ninety percent of the time he's right. There mm. might be ten that 10, one out of ten where I'm just kind of like no, I really feel strongly about this one. But most of the time he's right. You know, almost all the time he's right. And, and that's the thing. Like having a good editor will save you from that because I've worked with with writers who are just kind of like, and I try to think about it myself when I'm writing, where I've worked with writers and the editor where he's like, I don't know why he did that. And it's like, that's awesome. Like, it's not what you saw when you were writing it, but that's awesome. And that's why we're going to do that. And it's like, mm. and they're like, oh, okay. And then like the issue will come out. It's like, you were right. It is awesome. I was just, you know, and so I try to remember that as much as possible when I'm writing. Like sometimes it's just, I see it in a very specific way. And, and again, it's one of the things, great things about working with friends is I write all my notes and I send them to Will and Will says, no, that's valid. And then he kind of, you know, he's got a great sense of like, you know, let's not do something just to like, you know, there, there has to be a point on why we're doing this. It can't just be because you saw a very specific thing. Uh, that very specific thing you saw has to have a has to do something to merit, to do something different than what's on the page right now. How detailed are your scripts? Like, um, like thinking of like infidel and and how yeah. how the how like different the demons were and like yeah, the, yeah. the like fleshly the fleshy ghost like apparitions um like did i mean was that in those instances like are, do you kind of let your artists are you like this is kind of what needs to happen and maybe what it looks like or like it, i mean does are you like are you going like prose heavy and lo lots of detail infidel was an interesting thing because like when we talked about this it's like we all talked on the phone so much that it got to the point where we were desperately trying to avoid talking the phone with one another because we'd lose so many hours of our day once we got onto the phone <laughs> so so we talked a lot about that book and so that was less, you know, on the page being like, this is what the thing is like. There was that, but the act, what you're talking about, sort of like the design, the general philosophy of the design, that was, that all kind of came from conversations. And ultimately Aaron was the one who made the choice of how to sort of do that. But, and I think a lot of it too, and again, this is where chemistry, this is where casting helps. A lot of us, we were on the same page with like how we wanted the horror to, horror to work. Like me and Jose, I don't think had a discussion about, you know, about like, I, I, I want to say, you know, I was such a big fan of Junji Ito and, and I, and I sent Uzumaki to Aaron and Jose and Jose being such a great sort of scholar of art. He was the one that was kind of like, oh, when, when Ito goes for a scare, there's more detail as opposed to less. And so, and that became part of our, like, oh, it's more realistic when there's a scare as, a, as opposed to, you know, all, and all that sort of stuff. And, and, but we were all kind of working in sort of parallel. We all had the same philosophies of the scare of sort of what you see, what you don't see, um, you know, and, and then it was just, a, and so when we got there, the scripts themselves are very much like, oh, uh, like, I think that first script, I don't think, I don't think I talked very much about like what the ghost looks like because we had talked so much about like the general oh, okay. philosophy of other ghosts sort of at, at that point and then from there like once we all knew the philosophy like aaron just kind of killed it going back to uzumaki i i snails freak me out now man oh i can't like i the uh there's like those weird giant snails that yeah, like people yeah, have as yeah. pets and you like that you can't like have them here because they're like an invasive species and they'll, right, they'll, right, right. they'll like breed and take over the yeah, world yeah, 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 and yeah. it's like uh, like I see those and I, I like, I think of those like pages now and I'm just like, Oh, <laughs> like 
the 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 slime and the the giant shells and oh like at that towards the end when like everybody's like stuck in those houses and like (laughs) dude that book fucked me up man that was one of the first manga i read and so and i was like i was like this is what manga is right, 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 <laughs> and i've got me of course like manga is it's just like comics you know there's there's horror there's comedy there's slice yeah. of life there's action there's everything but i was like that was like the first like real popular like book i read and i, I was like i was like this is it crazy it's crazy um, and but so yeah like that's and, and i i totally see some some similarities yeah with with uh uh, the the detail like you're right like when he when he goes like they the, when he goes for the scares and the and the intense parts it's a, it's a lot more detailed the art yeah. and he's spending more time on that um and and as like thinking of like uh infidel with with the you guys had the, had color as well which yeah. i love like the, the colors in infidel were great and then also the art thinking of art from um the good asian like i can't get over your splash pages oh thanks man dude they are Alex is so good. So like, good. he's so and it's good. Like, that's so. Like, this is what I get confused on in, in like thinking about script writing and structure. And like, you know, when you say here's a here's a splash page, right? And and like, you know, these because they they have panels, but they like, yeah, they're it, it, they're not like a block, you know, yeah. like it, yeah. it's like this like interwoven like tapestry, yeah. and like, I mean is that all is that alex like is are you just like this it's a a spread like how's that combination of it it's a combination of it i mean i think for something like that um a lot of times those splash pages are finding different ways to show someone thinking on the page Hmm. and so and so like you know a lot i'm trying to think how usually what i will do is i will throw something at alex in terms of these are the images that we like there's one in issue four where it's all done in like this plumbing and the, the plumbing yeah. and sort of this and i'm trying to remember like that was something that alex kind of came up with and um and uh and i'm trying to figure out he came up with that what was my original thing with i'm trying to remember what my original thing with that was i don't i i can't i think my original thing was just like we wanted to almost get a sense that these sliding boxes sort of across the thing and he kind of came up with this plumbing sort of motif but usually what i try to do is i try to set up so there's um i try to set it up so uh there's a whatchamacallit a um just 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 a foundation so like if and because alex always has ideas so but if alex has no ideas then at the very least there's this that's a little bit more than sort of what you're used to on the page and mm-hmm. the great thing is alex always has sort of has more has more than that so if i give him you know and that's what he wants and what he needs is just he just needs to be encouraged to go down a direction and once he's encouraged he'll just go nuts and he'll have so much sort of fun with it so that's what i try to do and especially for something like this it's like here's the information i need to be on the page here's a way i think we could put that information but you know a better way to put that information on the page so go go have fun i just can't like i I can't imagine like getting those in the before anyone else because you know you get you get those images before anyone else gets to see them right and like yeah so i just i love it um and i love how they've like evolved like i think the first the first splash page was the club the yes yes that big double page spread yeah Yeah. and that and that was just like that was just like a wide angle shot beautifully done of like the party right but then like as the as the issues go on 
like like we've talked about like the 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 plumbing motif and like yeah the the, the flow of like the the single and double page spreads and and how you you're using like smaller panels in, in a bigger way yeah um i think that's again like like i just hats off to to you and alex like the way you, you structure and and the layouts and stuff like you know the narrative and story itself is is intense but like the visualized aspect of it and from like a reader perspective is just so cool. Like, I mean, Alex, so I mean, all the, all the credit in the world goes to Alex of just how he just manages to pull that off sort of again and again, like he's got such a great design sense. And, and like you sort of say, like, you know, he's just grown with every issue sort of like really pushing himself and, and it's so much fun. It's so cool to watch. I really, so like, I, I totally like spent a little too much money this paycheck on like, uh, like or like I said, I ordered like 13 volumes of Jujutsu yeah, yeah. Kaisen, and like I ordered a couple omnibuses, and and then I got a deal on eBay, and I, I ordered the three Saga hardcovers, and then nice. I was like, I was like, I always pay my bills first, right? It's so like I pay my <laughs> bills, the stuff that needs to get paid gets paid, but I'm really, especially working from home, and it's okay. slow, and I'm like on the computer, and yeah, I'm like yeah. kind of looking at eBay, I'm looking at Facebook. Hey, right, and I'm like, oh, like I'll buy this, this, this. And PayPal always comes out like the next day or after the weekend, yeah, right? right? So like you order some shit over the weekend and then all of a sudden like Monday, you're like, oops. So, <laughs> um, but I really want to check out, like I've almost ordered Outpost Zero like several times. Uh. It's a great and I, book. It's and I'm, book. I'm trying to like cut down on trades. Just I'm <laughs> running out of room. Um, right. so like I try and like save for like cool hardcovers and stuff okay. and, and go more digital. Got but it. like, dude, I'm not going to lie. If I buy a book digitally and really like it, I'm going to buy it again. I'm I know. so I'm with bad you, with that. I'm like, I got to have it. Like, I, I have to have it on the shelf out of respect. Right. I, I'm, I'm a weird beast where like I love single issues. So I, I one if I buy something digitally I like it I gotta I gotta buy it but also if I have a trade I gotta find I'm gonna look for the single issues to see if I can get them like in a dollar bin you know so like I yeah I, I hear you man I definitely hear you it's hard it's hard being a nerd it's, yeah it really is it really is <laughs> that's like that's why uh my my friend was like making fun of me because I was talking about like not not many of my friends are really into comics but they they dig the, like they're supportive of the podcast and stuff yeah, and they, cool. they like they like listening to the interviews and they've heard me talk about manga now and they're like they're like what what's next like what other like ex super expensive hobby are you right, like, right, right, right. i feel like i feel like i'm already in like the most expensive hobby and the <laughs> one like, i've bought in some art and then like i've had to reel myself in oh. like like, like I want to buy art. Like that's like, I yeah, buy art I, I've got this, yeah, I've got this thing. Like I don't buy art. I don't buy first edition of books because if I start going down that route, it's a slippery slope and I don't know where <laughs> it's going to stop. So like, I just like, don't buy, like I have original art in my place and they're all gifts. Um, but like, I, yeah, I can't, once I start, I don't know where I'm going to stop. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, I, I met Neil Adams a, a while yeah. back okay. and, uh, and so this is like, uh, bar Blake who has like, okay. Pocket full oh, of yeah. cash money. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I meet, I meet Neil Adams. I think that the, I, I, I think like it's going to be packed. Right. Cause he, yeah. he was in Kansas city for a con and he was, he stopped by my LCS to, to mm -hmm. like do a signing. And so I show up, you know, 45 minutes early thinking like there's going to be a line. Nobody's there. Oh, wow. And so I'm just, I'm just wow. kind of hanging. I'm just kind of like hanging out, like talking to the, talking to the clerks. They, yeah. these guys, like they were nice guys but they definitely did not do well <laughs> on saying like hey neil adams is going to be in right, our store right, right. it was like they were like just did they like put a they like printed out like a little deal and put it on their front door like oh neil adams God. and i'm like like you gotta tell the world but anyway, <laughs> yeah 
um so like he's setting up and and like you know i've got like a superman unchained cover he did nice. and he's like he looks at me and he's like he's like are you are you here for me like you come talk <laughs> to me I wanna, you know like he's setting up his table yeah, like yeah, I, was, yeah, totally. I was super early he's like yeah come over here and talk so you know, and this is weird because i've i've heard some people have negative experiences with him and like mm. mine was like he was so nice to me and yeah and we were talking and this was like during the time when they thought print, like everybody was like, print media is dead. Right. right. Nothing's going to be printed anymore. It's yeah. all going to be in the cloud. Art's dead. You know, all this <laughs> shit. So I was like talking to him and I was like, I was like, Hey man, like, you know, like, what do you think about this? And, and he's like, it's like, dude, are you kidding? He was like, comic books have been around since the cavemen. He's right. like, what do you think hieroglyphics are? They yeah. were comic books. They were around at the beginning of time. <laughs> they were around before language was real. Right. Comics aren't going. And I was like, dude, my mind was just like, Pfft. I was like, <laughs> so anyway, like he's talking to me and I was like, I, I mean, like, I think I paid 450 bucks. Wow, for, for damn, man. He, he drew Superman and the, this was when the new 52 Superman Wonder Woman okay, comic okay. was out. And okay. so he drew, it was like, it was like 350, I think for, for okay. a, profi- a single profile. Okay. And I was, I was like, I was like, what if we did like, they had this blank Superman, Wonder Woman one. And I was like, what if we, what if you did like Clark and Diana? And he was like, he's like, I'll, I'll meet you in the middle, 450. And I was, I pull out my wad and I'm like, I was like, all right, do it. And, and he was like, he was like, usually he like, he was like, we're well, going to be at the con. I'll do it at the hotel and you can pick it up later. And I was like, no, nah, man, I was like, I'm a bouncer. I got to work all weekend. <laughs> and, uh, and he's like, he's like, all right. He was like, I'll just do it. So like people started showing up and he's like drawing my cover okay. and he's signing sketches. And then, so I got to watch him draw. And oh, then he was so like, cool. he was like, he was like, what if I kind of have like Diana, like looking over her shoulder? And I was like, yeah, I was like, yeah, that's great. So anyway, like I had this like really cool experience with him and, and like, it was just like, it was just crazy. And so, that's yeah, awesome. like, that's so yeah, cool. and I was like, I was like, I cannot afford <laughs> I can't just afford to like start no. buying art. Like, and then, so yeah, but so I, I have a couple, I have a page of Ninja Turtles from like nice. the new one of, of okay. like number 55. Is that and, Sophie Campbell? Uh, no, it's uh, 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 before her. Um, okay. it, this is uh, uh, Mateus Sanaluco was the artist. Oh, okay. okay. It's, okay. it's got like, it, it's got everybody. It, it's so like spoiler alert, but this was like a hundred issues ago. Like <laughs> Donatello dies because okay. Rocksteady like smashes him with a sledgehammer and breaks okay. his shell. And they put Donatello's mind into a shell shell head. The, oh wow the, the turtle robot okay and so like i have this page that's like the three turtles and the robot and bebop and rocksteady wow so like everybody's on this page so i have that and then a couple sketches and yeah and i was like i can't i can't go down this road but <laughs> yeah i know you know i i can't i can't but i want to like <laughs> i hear that i hear that but i can't yeah i can't i can't it's, it's so much money. It's so much money. Yeah. And then so I, won, I won, I actually won a vault sketch. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. From, uh, Oh, the Witchblade artist. Um, she drew a savage rogue for me. Uh, oh, nice. Oh my God. I'm so bad with names. Uh, which, uh, hold on. Uh, but yeah, I got, so like, I have the, the I have a plan, right? Like I want to start doing more YouTube stuff. Okay. And so I nice. want to like get my cool prints, um, uh, like framed and uh like make like a do like a backdrop of original art and like okay. record uh okay witch blood that's what i'm thinking of okay and it is uh lisa sterley is uh oh, okay okay um so yeah she drew like oh dude i have this like awesome like 
uh, Savage Rogue that she drew, uh-huh. and and um, I got a I Tony Gregori. I commissioned him. I okay. just I just say like I don't buy art, but I'm like I this, <laughs> but he did a, a an Akira homage, but it's okay. uh Michelangelo walking to the turtle van like the oh, Akira okay. cover. Um, oh wow! So, uh, nice. dude, it's, it's, yeah, like I, I think they're about to ship those out. And nice. so, yeah, so like, I want to like do like, like frame, but now like I got us, like I'm looking at frames and I'm like, oh, shit, that's oh, expensive yeah, too. Yeah, frames are expensive. Yeah. So, but you, I can't just like take a tack and like <laughs> pin it to the wall, right? Like, right. Like you spent like 200 bucks on this picture. You got to like protect it. So yeah, it's, it, it, it's this, ho- I love this hobby, like with all my heart, but it's just like, it's, it's not for poor people. Like it is not for poor people. It makes, I mean, it, it makes you poor, I guess. It makes you poor. It rich makes in, you poor. Rich in spirit, poor in yeah. wallet. Like I just keep it to the comic. The comics already are expensive. And then the older comics, I just do dollar bins. Like yeah. occasionally, like if I'm trying to fill out a run, I might like go crazy and buy like a hundred dollar comic if I'm filling out a run. But like, yeah, it's such an expensive. It, yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. I can't because too, if I started with original art, there'd be no, I'd have no system of saying this artist, but not this artist. I just buy because they're all yeah. fantastic. Like once you buy one, why not buy everything? Yeah. So like, yeah, I can't. I just have to stay cold turkey from the whole thing. <laughs> that's I mean, that, I feel like that's the, the safe way. It's like yeah, I, I feel like it's the only way. Yeah, <laughs> it's the only way. That's like, one of that's one of the nothing. things I like about Kickstarter is um mm. ki- like Kickstarter has been a way to get like a, ch- a cheaper sketch right. Then, oh, that's like, interesting. Yeah, because okay. I, I mean, they're you're, you still pay for it, but it's like you know these these guys they're not you don't have the con right now, right? right? right. So like because I, I mean like some some people like you can pay like let's go with Neil Adams like the four hundred and fifty dollars yeah. sketch I got from Neil Adams right. is probably you could put on eBay for a thousand and someone yeah. might buy it. So like. Yeah. Yeah. There's that there's that eBay markup, um, which like you can avoid at cons and mm-hmm. Kickstarter is kind of like an intermediary there where you can like back and spend an extra hundred bucks. Like mm-hmm. I think Charlie Stickney's last one, like Con- okay. you can get a Connor Hughes sketch for a hundred. Okay. And, like, oh, wow. and he's a he's a pretty hot shot artist, in my yeah. opinion. So like a hundred dollar yeah. blank cover That's sketch. Crazy. From him. Yeah. So like that's I, I kickstarter is another i'm having to chill with that too because i do a lot of work with kickstarters okay and these people like they'll come on the show and like they'll get me hyped about it right yeah, yeah, and then yeah, i'll be yeah. like they'll be like oh i gotta like, i gotta like back this and get the <laughs> add-ons and get the top and then i want everybody to sign it and it's like like dude you got student loans to pay man right right <laughs> <laughs> yeah they, they, and they don't like that when like when you have to hit up the student loan people and you're like because i know yeah. This, the government got delayed, but I'm like in bed with like a private loan that I should have right, never right. signed and done. And I'm just going to be fucked forever. But you know, they don't, <laughs> they don't like it when you call them. You're like, well, I can't pay you this month because I bought too many. Comics. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're like, we don't care. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's, I just, I got to be careful. And, but I also like, I don't know, like it, I, 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 I'm not buying like, you know, like when I was working in the bar and I was drinking and partying all the time, like, right. I'm spe- at least I'm spending money on stuff that like, isn't just going up into right. killing my brain cells. Right. Yeah, so totally. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. So, but yeah, it's, um, I, I, have you ever thought about doing that? Like, especially with like the popularity you've gained. I, also, I mean, I feel like if you pitched anything and anyone told you no, I feel like that publisher's a fucking idiot. And they probably <laughs> like, I mean, you you got like a pretty good track record. You're like, look, like I'm 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 two for I'm like a hot two for two, <laughs> yeah. and then we're going three for three. And I want you to put your put your brand on it. And they'd be like, yeah, you'd be like, but I mean, a lot of people we talked about the freedom in comics as opposed yeah. to like uh, you know television and stuff like 
a lot of people have, have talked about the freedom of Kickstarter. And if, yeah. if you can like, if you can take the hustle, which I mean, you've already, yeah. you're doing part of it, you're doing podcasts and yeah. promoting your work and stuff anyway, but on top of, you know, like shipping and promo yeah. and all that stuff, like it's a lot of work, but I've all, I've also heard that's like a, like if, if you like gain a nice following on there, it's, it's also like a, a good way to get your comics out. And it's I've also a nice that. little payday too. I've heard that. Uh, you know, I just don't know enough about it. And like, you know, all this stuff that it seems to be working right now. So there's nothing, like you said, like if there were projects that are like, I couldn't get published anywhere for whatever reason, that feels like a very decent alternative because people are certainly doing it. I, you know, that knock on, you know, we'll see when that happens. We'll see if, if that's the case. But right now, because I don't know enough about it, mm. it's just like, wait, so I got to do all the stuff I do for a book, but then do like, then I got to put them in envelopes too. Like, you know, like it just <laughs> feels like so much. So not just that, envelopes, you got to put them in mailers. You got to bag yeah. them. Uh, yeah, board them and sign them and put yeah. them in mailers and then take so, them to the post office. <laughs> uh, so that all that feels like, yeah, I don't know. So we'll see. We'll see if they, whatever the right project is for that. But um, but yeah, but that to me, it's just it just I'm sure like someone really would need to sort of step me through like what I gain because all I see is the extra work I would yeah. have to sort of put in. And then and yeah, and I'm sure that it, it's out there. I just don't know. I'm just not educated enough on on the top. No, it's I I feel like it's a lot for the the guys that I've talked to and like because yeah. like I said, I I do a lot of work with like Kickstarter people and right and and yeah, it's 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 crazy when some of the like like. Uh, David David Pepo's like talking about okay. like his his post office turned him away. <laughs> oh, wow! They, they were like, "Get out of here! We're not doing your shit anymore." Wow! He bought he had to buy a cart to like wheel all his pack. Like he would like he bought this foldable cart so that he could like load up a cart. Oh, yeah, he lived in a, he lived in like a condo. Like take it out, wheel it to the car, load it up, fold oh, the cart up, God. and then like fold out the cart, walk it into the post office. And he said like he would do like one cart a day. And he's Jeez. like, I guess on the, on the third day they were like, we're not doing this. You go, wow. go to the location. No idea. No idea. Yeah. So it's a, it's it's a it's a trip, but it, that's again like that's a cool deal too, just because um it, it's just different, like yeah. uh, especially in the in the wake of like COVID and not yeah. a lot of cons and and harder for like i'm lucky i have blake's buzz and so i get to interact with with the creatives yeah. through that but you know most people not everybody has a podcast and a blog right. and stuff like that and so you know kickstarter kind of turns uh the comic buying experience like it is you get like more of an interaction between yeah, yeah. like consumer and creator I've heard uh, which of is kind of cool yeah, I've heard yeah it's, about you're that. right it's it's a lot of extra work <laughs> it feels like it. it feels like it yeah more than i know how to do yeah well, hey, it's getting late and yes. I I do appreciate you coming on to talk to us. I would like to point out that I didn't see you yawn once, which must mean really? that I'm a pretty badass podcast host. <laughs> I've, I've, I have entertained you yawn free. You, you have at that. You have at that. <laughs> Um, I mean, obviously good Asian is going, um, I'm, I'm, I know, uh, it sounds like you got some, some stuff up your sleeve for the future, which is super yes. exciting because yes. like, I just, I want, I, I want more stories from you, man. Like Thanks, you. you are, you are on a hot streak and I, I, you know, I, I hope you're like, I think it's cool. You work in TV too, but like, I love that you love comics and that love is like very pertinent and in your face in every comic i've read by you, you and it makes Thank your stories you. better and awesome. i am uh I'm, I'm excited to see like where you go from here i'm so excited for the last 
three issues of good Asian. Um, and I really am really hoping that image puts out a really nice hardcover. I really so hope do I. Hardcover. So like, do I. Image hardcovers are like my love. Like they I just know. they put out the best hardcovers. They're I'm gorgeous. Tr- we're, we're trying. We are. God knows we're trying. We're yeah, we are really, <laughs> really trying because I want one of those too. I know, I know everybody at Image is a big fan of the podcast and listen to the show. And <laughs> they, they don't, I don't think they do. But if if you're listening, give this man a hard cover <laughs> in, a, in a nice like full variant cover gallery at the end and include all the essays oh that's, like oh dude that'd be such a sick like i would buy love it. that i would I definitely it. buy it i'm definitely it's <laughs> I we're doing everything. I'm doing everything I can to sort of get that. We'll we'll see how it goes. Well, to be a polite podcast host, which <laughs> I try to be, where is the best place for nerds like me to find you, to keep an eye on you, know what you're putting out? Like, where's where we find you on the interwebs? Uh, Twitter and Instagram. At Twitter, I'm real underscore pornsack. At and Instagram, I'm real underscore psack. And uh, yeah, and that's the best place uh, to find me and, and where I talk about what, all the things that I'm doing. Very cool. Ladies and gentlemen, if you are not reading this man's books, you're dumb. And I was, <laughs> I was, uh, I'll die on that hill. Like, <laughs> you got to read Infidel. Infidel is amazing. It, the good Asian has been amazing. If, if he doesn't stick the landing, I'll eat a dirty <laughs> sock. I don't see how he can't. I don't see how he can't do it. It's been so good. Um, oh, this you. was like, honestly, I had so much fun talking to you. Same I here. respect you so much. You're such a great thank writer. You. And like, this is just such a cool experience for me. I hope my listeners feel the same and like uh, anything, like if you, if you ever need like a, someone to, 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 if you need like a promo or a press release, Blake's buzz is there for you, sir. Like you were, we're, we're excited. And, and, uh, yeah, man, I get next, next week, another issue of good Asian. It's just, it just makes, it makes the day better when you get that comic in your head. I do. Thank you so much, man. I really, really appreciate it. I thank you. I'm yeah, no, no. I, I listen, man. I really appreciate you. You know, you've been on the ride with me from infidel. And so like to come up here. So I just really appreciate you enjoying the stuff. You sticking with the stuff. It's awesome. It's really, really I'm I'm not going anywhere, man. Like (laughs) You'd have to like, you'd have to do some real twisted (laughs) shit. To like get me to not buy the last few issues of Good Asian, like I, 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 I don't even, I don't know what you'd, have, you'd have to, yeah, I don't, I don't even want to get. It's too dark to even think about. Yeah, but yeah, like yeah, it's, I love it. Um, you are, in my opinion, you are one of the top noir writers right now, with everybody you, else. Man. Um, horror noir you've you've uh you've got a good i mean stick stick with it man like i feel like it's in your blood and 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 you're you just feel very comfortable in in these genres and and i hope i hope you continue uh to to experiment with them in the future because thank you man cool dude it's cool what you're doing and and i like i like the things that you have to say outside of the narrative as well thank you good people i appreciate that man i really really do and this was super fun so i appreciate you having me on oh man any anytime come back anytime uh i will give you a little spoiler i'm not going to tell you what number you are okay but you are in my you are in my top ten comics of 2021, which I will be oh, announcing. Cool. You're gonna be there, and so I mean, you te- I guess you can fuck up the ending because you're you're, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you're in the Blake's bus <laughs> top ten. You're, like, you're, you're just you're just, what boy do I need? Yep, yeah, you just you just ride ride that wave. <laughs>